0: Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, episode fifty-seven, topic-driven episode twenty-six. So I'm going to put it out there right now. Uh, this pandemic is is hard. It's hard on everybody in different respects. And so uh, for this podcast, I want to talk about a really fascinating thing that occurred to me almost three weeks ago, and I've been just trying to get my thoughts put together. So hopefully, I can convey them well through this podcast. Um, I think this is just one of those aha moments for me, and I'm hoping that perhaps it'll be an aha moment for you as well. It's, it's a good thing. I think it's a positive thing, um, and it's going to center around a topic I've covered before on faith, but it's, it's a kind of a different perspective on it in kind of real-world terms. So bear with me, and let's hope this, this comes across okay. So during this pandemic, uh, we have three kids, as I've mentioned before, all boys, And uh, between the three of them, we've got uh, two autistic, we've got uh, two ADHD, and we've got one dyslexic. And so um, obviously some of them have multiple challenges. So my five-year-old, who has multiple uh, difficulties with with learning and understanding, and uh, I'm sure I was very similar at his age, one of the things that he has asked multiple times is, can we go do something? Can we go bowling? Can we go see a movie? Can we go hang out with friends? Can we go hang out with family? And in every one of these situations, we've had to tell him no. And in doing so, we've we've tried to help him understand, oh, it's because you might get sick. Well, I'm not sick. Well, but but other people might be sick. But we're not 100% sure they're sick. But we're, we're trying to be careful that they might be sick. Uh, well, but I'm not sick. And, and they're not sick. Well, you know, the the doctors are telling us that we should be careful because they might be sick, or the politicians, or whatever the case may be. And he doesn't understand it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of us that just don't understand it. But we've been given guidance. We've been given counsel to do certain things. So to me, this is a very real-world example of faith. So let's let's kind of break this down from a, a very linear perspective. So let's assume for the moment that the doctors are the the experts here, um, and they're, they're the SMEs, uh, subject matter expert, a- in their respective fields, and they actually know what they're talking about, and, and I realize I'm generalizing here. There are some doctors out there that are total quacks, there are doctors out there that are phenomenal geniuses, and there are people out there that are not doctors that are phenomenal geniuses and quacks, so, you know, grain of salt here, but so the doctors discover that uh, there's an illness out there. And this illness is uh, potentially catastrophic. Even if you don't die from it, you're going to get lung damage or whatever, okay? Not necessarily even in the, the, the coronavirus, it could be something else. And so they come up with a plan and they say, to combat this, we feel that the best safety measures are if everyone were to stay at home and not go out if at all possible. Reduce the amount of human contact, reduce social you know distancing or increase social distancing, etc. So they relay this information to the politicians, to the to you know the presidents or congress or senate or mayors or whomever. And they say, This is our recommendations, take it or leave it, but this is what we suggest you do. They in turn formalize it and push it down to the rest of us. At each level, we're getting further and further from the source of this knowledge, this information that's being relayed. Now we occasionally hear from the doctors, you know, they'll broadcast it through the news networks or on their websites. But for the most part, the channel of direction, not so much information, but the channel of direction is going from them to our, uh, our leadership and then to the rest of us. So then after we get it, and, and I'm going to classify we as the parents, we get this information. We then try to understand it ourselves. And then we tried to relay that to our children. And in doing so, we may not necessarily understand it. I I mean, I personally haven't met a person that I was aware of that had the coronavirus. Now, I know people who have it from the, you know, know, I know a person who knows a person. But uh, I, I know people who've had the cold. I know people who've had the flu. And so to me... There's a certain level of faith just in general that says, hey, there's this illness out here and you may not have personally witnessed it, but it exists and people are dying from it. People are getting seriously sick from it. And so I'm not saying I disbelieve. I just haven't personally witnessed it. So then when I relate to my children and say, hey, by the way, we're staying in the house. I'm not going into work anymore. We're only going to the store once in a blue moon and we're stockpiling what we feel like we can, you know, ramen noodles and that kind of jazz. And we're starting to dig into our food storage. Um, we're not going to see family and friends at all, except for through like, you know, uh, FaceTime or something. And no, I don't really understand why. I just know that there's an illness out there and we have to understand that. Uh, we can look back at history. We can look at things like the pneumonic and the bubonic plague, uh, Black Death, and, and see that, you know, quarantining may have made a difference there. Granted, you know, killing the cats was the issue there to some extent because the cats weren't around to kill the mice, which were, you know, carrying all of the nasty vermin and insects that were actually spreading the disease. But that's another discussion for another day. This is kind of one of the capstone moments of what I'm trying to get to here is we and our children, but let's put an emphasis on the children, want certain things. They want to hang out with friends. They want to go to the store. They want to go play. They want to go to a playground. They, They want to get out of the house and go back to school. They want some of these things. They may even feel like they need some of these things. And what we're telling them is, no, you can't have those things. And I have a reason, and I will try to share that reason with you, but you won't understand. I would like for you to try to understand, and maybe eventually you will, but you need to listen and you need to obey before you understand, because if you don't, it may be too late. The choice is yours to follow, but you can't choose the consequences. They simply are what they are. The best we can do is to follow the guidance and wisdom we're given to avoid the consequences. Okay, so you get the idea now, and you can probably already see where I'm going with this. But I think this is just a fascinating real world example of faith and the way uh, God works with us. So, when God communicates with us, um, especially when we look at things scriptorially, he's communicating with us through our prayers, right? So we say prayers to him and he gives us answers, or sometimes he prompts us with the Holy Ghost to do certain things. But globally, when we're talking about massive things like, hey, we all need to know to do certain things, you know, we all need to make sure we have food storage of a certain amount of time, we all need to know that, hey, You know, drinking alcohol, medical science may say it's okay one day and not the next. But you know what? Just don't. Let's keep it simple. Just don't. And so um, that information doesn't typically flow to us individually, directly. We can get confirmation of it, but the direction usually comes through a prophet or some guiding authority or group. You know, Peter, James and John in the New Testament, Moses, Noah, um, you know, in the Book of Mormon, Nephi, Alma, all of these various different people. It flows through them and then from them to us. So we don't necessarily hear it from the metaphorical horse's mouth here or God himself, but we do get that counsel and direction. So um, let's, I I want to read a couple of passages here that relate to this concept. Um, The first one is in Mosiah chapter three, verse 19. And this is, I, I believe, uh, King Benjamin when he's giving his final sermon. And this is what he says. For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and becometh as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his father. I wanted to bring this one up because uh, this is an incredible moment in history where we all want something or some things. We desire something. We even may feel like we need some things. But we're being told that perhaps those things by themselves aren't bad. But because of this pandemic that's raging through the world, Today, they are bad. They are something you should refrain from doing. And for our children, they may not understand why. And that's why it's so important that the rest of us be like little children, because we need to be able to accept that God is omniscient. And we are not. We are so far from it. All right, so let's move on to the next passage. This is in 35 chapter 11, verses 37 and 38. And it says, and this is actually Christ himself visiting the uh, Americas and the people here. And again, oh, after his resurrection, I'm sorry, I should have precluded that. And again, I say unto you, you must repent and become as a little child and be baptized in my name, or ye can in no wise receive these things. And again, I say unto you, ye must repent and be baptized in my name and become as a little child, or you cannot in, you can in no ways inherit the kingdom of God. Both of these sections that I just read kind of redundantly stated the same thing. We need to be as a child. Uh, What that means, um, like all things in the scriptures, it's intentionally left open to interpretation for all of us. But this is my takeaway. We need to be like our kids. We need to understand that no matter how much we want, feel, or even think we need something, a being far greater than us will follow a logical chain to guide us in wisdom's path. Things like love, relationship, finances, how we should or shouldn't treat others, how we should live, uh, dietary things. Like uh, you know, we've, we've talked about uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the word of wisdom. I had mentioned alcohol earlier, uh, even foreign affairs. Uh, we learn about that in the Book of Mormon, how, you know, They went after the Gadiang robbers, and every time they left their land to to go do it, they were decimated most of the time. And today we have terrorists all around the world. Um, we, We need to glean understanding from these approaches. Having said all of that, what if the only way that we can achieve our maximum potential is to listen and to be as a child? Interpret that as you wish. And now what? I want you, myself, each of us, to dwell on the concept of what it means to be like a child. What it means to listen. What it means to open ourselves up to limitless possibilities. What it means to be less judgmental. Uh, Observant, practical, but not necessarily judgmental. Thinking that the reason why a certain person acts a certain way is because of their parents, or whatever the case may be. Loving unconditionally. There's lots of things that can be like a child. But what I wanted to emphasize during this podcast is this unique real world example of faith. We sometimes want to see and feel things as a certain way. And when we're being told something we don't want to hear, or we might even potentially think is wrong, that's when we need to ask ourselves I have been told to be as a child in that context. What should I do? Thank you for listening. I hope you have a positive, spectacular, wonderful week. Remember that you're worth it. Smile. Be happy. Be as a child. Sometimes it's okay not to be an adult. And one of my recent funny jokes is when one door closes and another door opens, your house is probably haunted and you should get out of there.